What is going on, beautiful people of the world? Happy 12 days of gratitude. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is my favorite time of the year. The Thrive Forever Fit podcast turns into the 12 days of gratitude series this time every single year. So from the 13th of December all the way through December the 24th, Christmas Eve, I will be launching a brand new episode with a special guest talking about the powers and awesomeness of gratitude. So make sure you tune in, make sure you listen to all 12 episodes. I promise you, they will be amazing. They will be awesome. And I wanna wish you a very Merry Christmas, an abundant holiday season, whatever you're into, be into it. I'm into it with you. Love you, enjoy the series. Here we go. Tommy and Taylor, thanks for uh, chatting with me today. What's going on? Thanks for having us. Doing amazing. Thank you for having us, man, as always. So the reason you both are here, two of my favorite people in the world, um, this whole 12 days of gratitude is really just, it's a selfish way for me to get to talk to all the people that I love. So you guys are some of my favorite peeps. We always have such an amazing time when we get to see each other. And so I thought, why not have us all on together and, and kind of go from there? We're severely missing Scottsdale already. I want to go back to La Hacienda and have margaritas let's do it done tacos and whatever <laughs> i can't i don't even know what that kid made we actually went back um we canceled our reservation oh we we're supposed to go to the steakhouse there at the fairmont oh and yeah Lori loves mexican food and i just won't go here because it's like if, if you're listening locally i apologize if you own a mexican <laughs> food restaurant but it's just not that great and so i'm like babe i always feel like shit it's not that good so we canceled our reservations at the steakhouse at the Fairmont. And so she could go back and have Mexican food again. No way. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, it's unbelievable. I love that place. And then I was trying to explain to the waiter, like how the guy made the spicy margarita for me. He's like, I don't know. So I'm mean, like, it was a crap shoot. It wasn't as good, <laughs> but so I got to get my leg, my leg day guy back next time we go. <laughs> too funny Love that. but yeah we had an amazing amazing time so thank you guys for doing that so the reason we're here is is gratitude and um as i said i'm grateful for both of you guys i want to start out i'm big on like creating your own definitions for things i mean i make up my own words and all kind of you know other nonsense but you know i think oftentimes we get stuck in like webster's version of like this is what things are supposed to be so i want to ask you both individually taylor i'll go start with you first if I just say the word gratitude and I say, hey, define that for me, like, what would you, how would you wrap that up? I would say the appreciation and everyday things, you know, from just this, the smallest things that you can think of, you know, your morning coffee to having the ability to breathe, you know, just, just those things that we take for granted, being able to tap into the energy of gratitude of being gracious for, again, the things that we can generate gratitude for mm -hmm. without needing something external to happen. All right. Before we move on to Thomas, I love what you said about energy. Cause I believe that I think the, the, the deeper you understand gratitude and the more you can actually like use it as opposed to like, you know, it's super buzzy and everybody goes through the motions of like, Oh, right. write down three things you're grateful for. You know what I mean? It's like, once you learn how to attach an emotion, AKA an energy to that gratitude, I believe it has way more powerful and then becomes actually a utilizable form of, 
of you know life's frequency. So explain to me and to everybody listening, like what do you mean when you say energy attached to the gratitude? Yeah. So everything has a frequency and a vibration and we can tap into those energies, meaning we don't have to wait for something external to happen to generate that. And when I say generate it, I mean quite literally feeling into the the graciousness that the feeling of the blessing of that thing. And so when I say tap into the energy of it, it's, it's really having that before anything needs to happen, you know, and, and doing that, whatever feels good to you. You know, a lot of people like to do that with music, tapping into the energy of maybe joy or bliss or, you know, the things to get you energized. And, and for me, it's all about just asking myself, you know, what do I want to feel today? And tapping into that energy without something out there giving me the approval and the permission to feel that way. What would you say if, you know, somebody's listening and they're like, okay, like I've been doing my gratitude journal, I've been writing things down, but like, I kind of just like write it down. And then I just like go on about my day. Like what's the easiest, like most simplistic way that if somebody who's never really associated the energy or frequency or connection to the gratitude that they're feeling like Mm -hmm. is it a certain thing like maybe if they associated it like okay I love you know you love Tommy so it's easy for you to say okay I know what that feels like there's a there's a feeling associated with that is that the easiest way or like what would you what would you prescribe to that I would say start paying attention to your day-to-day and where it is that you are you know, energizing another certain way of being or a certain energy. So an example would be that, you know, you're ha- you have a gratitude practice in the morning. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm journaling what I'm grateful for, for five minutes, but for the rest of your day, you're constantly in lack. You're constantly in what I don't have. It's really like policing your thoughts, which more often than not aren't ours. And really just asking yourself, you know, where is it? What time of the day do you find yourself doing that? I mean, if you need to program it into your phone or a reminder or something in your calendar of just taking three seconds, you know, to tap in to something you're grateful for, we can all do that. You know, your life may be completely chaotic right now. It's the most important thing to do to get out of that chaos. So just asking yourself what you're energizing, you know, what you're paying attention to. I always say that, you know, again, you can be doing any type of a spiritual practice, personal development practice, but if the rest of your day, you're not having that reflect everything that you're doing, then it's just something that you're checking off and you're not actually becoming that. So it's something to pay attention to and just, you know, realize it's the practice of it. You know, I didn't, I didn't become this, or I didn't um, have this perspective overnight. In fact, you know, I was far from it. And it was the, the constant repetition, the devotion. I like that word better than having like a discipline and just reminding myself and, and seeing the reflection of that coming back to me. So the more that I tap into the gratitude, the more that I appreciate things around me, the more that I'm going to attract those same type of like things. So practice. Yeah. Consistency. Love yeah, Love it. Agree, 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 agree. Thomas, what was your definition of gratitude be brother i was just you guys could have just kept going i was just yeah, enjoying it so that, much follow that well, no, I, was ju- I was just about to i was gonna x out of your screen and i'm like i would no, i'm just kidding man connection well, issues dude you just text me later i don't know what happened to the wife hey, man, we, we lost you i don't know how <laughs> yeah i mean that was amazing um so to me it's it's 
I, I think of focus, um, uh, because in our lives, what we focus on is really all that matters. Um, so when we focus on, you know, on what's working, we get more of what's working. We expand it. You guys talked about how it's an energy, it's a creative energy. Um, and it's rooted in abundance. And when I say that, I kind of open up my body language because when we focus on gratitude, it opens up, like you can just tell like somebody's body language just starts to open up shoulders, come back, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and the opposite is also true because we t- we're hard- hardwired to focus on what's not working, uh, that it's not enough, not enough money in the bank account, whatever it may be. And that energy is super constrictive and it actually, cr- it stops all creative energy. So that's what I think about. Our lives are ultimately a matter of what we focus on um, throughout our, our moments, our minutes, our days or weeks, months that, you know, completely transform the trajectory of our lives. You said something there that I've really been uber focused on for my own personal, you know, growth. And that is presence, like being present in the moment, like instead of like either future casting or, you know, going back and like ruminating over something that happened in the past. So what is it that you, how do you stay in the present moment? Cause I agree with you hundred percent. Like if you're present, it's easier to understand the energy that you're associated. It's like Taylor said, the energy associated with the gratitude. But if you're not really present in the moment, I think that's when we get caught up going through the motions a lot. And it's like, oh, I better get this done. Like, you know, my, yeah. my coach is going to ask me if I wrote down my gratitude today. And so, I, you know, I don't want to I don't disappoint them. But there's no value if you're not really present in the moment of actually doing it. So how do you if you find yourself like maybe not as connected or as in alignment as you should be, how do you get back to that presence? Yeah. I mean, for me, there's a lot of triggers and I think everybody has to, you know, play around with your own ingredients and see what works to me. Closing my eyes is a very, just for a few seconds is a very nice way to just get into the body and get present and get rid of stimulus that could be distracting. That's one. Um, but ultimately it's just about, you know, another one is like you come home, you walk through the door frame, you just set an intention when you walk through the door frame or just setting an intention in general for your day, for, for what you're doing. But there's so many different types, but ultimately, and I agree with what you, what you guys have been saying, because I mean, I have so many clients that I've worked with and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the gratitude practice and I can just tell when it's surface area. I mean, yeah. I can just tell it's surface area. It's like, it's, there's no, like you guys said, there's no emotion. Um, so I like to lower the bar on gratitude as much as humanly possible, which you guys also talked about, which is like, Hey man, our heart, our heart is still beating today. You know, um, if you, if anyone has ever seen my Instagram, I post sunrises all the time, every single day. Why? Because the sunrise is a reminder that, um, not everyone got to experience the day. So create a trigger that works for you and then practice it and then just lower the bar and lower the bar and lower the bar. Taylor, I'll throw the same thing to you. Cause I think that's uber important. I think a lot of times we get, you know, humans in general, we get caught either thinking too far in the future or ruminating way too far in the past. And we don't really spend enough time in the moment. And I think we lose a lot, like we lose connection. We lose, you know, a lot of valuable time because we're not present. So what do you, what do you do? Or, or like, what's a, a simple thing that you use to, to keep yourself present? Did we lose Taylor? Oh, were you asking me or Tommy? Yeah, you. I'm sorry. You. <laughs> I was like, you. Tommy, uh, pay attention. You. No, no, no. You. You. What, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you use to stay like in presence? Like, you know, I think for me, it's, it hasn't always been my home state. I like to call it like your home frequency or like the energy that you, um, 
embody. So for me right now, I feel like it's almost easier to be in that state of presence than it is for me to be working. And obviously we need the balance. We need the masculine and the feminine, but I would say when I was, let's be honest, struggling with it, it was again, those reminders of, of tapping into the gratitude of of tapping into, you know, energizing the things that I do have rather than the things that I don't have. Um, I'll tell you what not to use social media, social media and comparison, comparison, um, comparison between other people and, you know, taking you out of that energy of, again, what you already have, because it doesn't matter the type of self-mastery or how much emotional intelligence you have. If you are in a state of gratitude and you get online and you start scrolling and you start doing the comparison game, anyone's going to fall out of alignment. Anyone's going to say, oh, well, I have this, but I don't yet have that. So I would say staying off of social as much as you can, you know, using it as a tool, a tool of connection, a a tool of teaching. And then also, you know, like I mentioned earlier with having the reminders on your phone, I think that that is very underutilized until it is again, part of you and, and just integrated and embodied. So doing whatever you need to do to set reminders, you know, using post-its to put in your bathroom, your kitchen, wherever you need that to be. And just, you know, reminding yourself that, you know, we are only here for a short time and really just reminding yourself that the joy and the excitement and the fulfillment is what it's all about and less focus on again, you know, I know Tommy used the word focus, less energizing of the things that we lack and just putting it all in perspective, really. Love that. I'm going to ask you both the same question. So Taylor, you'll get to think about it for a second. I'll make Tommy go first on this one. Do you remember a time, like, do you remember the transition of like, cause I know for me, like I spent like 20 years from like five to like 25, like probably not uber grateful thinking that like the world was happening to me and not for me. And just kind of like in this, well, I'll call it victimhood of, you know, Hey, I'm just going to have to battle my whole life. You know what I mean? It's going to be a struggle. Yeah life's going to suck, but I somehow, you know, I'm, you know, I just felt like I was constantly in a fight. Like, do you remember the transition from like maybe a life similar to that? to like when you started to see things or feel things differently. And, and if so, like, was there like an epiphanal, was it a moment? Was it a person? Was it a place? Like Tommy, I'll let you go first on that. Yeah. I love that. No, for sure. Um, to me, it, it really was the the moment that I'd started taking personal growth, like seriously. Um, for me, I was meeting one of my mentors, Dr. John Demartini, uh, for the first time. And just, you know, when, when you're open and ready and willing, which are, you know, three crucial components to personal growth, like on a serious level, not just, you know, repeating roomy quotes on Instagram, but like on a, on a real serious level, um, then, you know, there's a whole, when the, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. And for me, that was Dr. John Demartini. Um, and so that, that was a pivotal moment because it was like, Hey, I'm going to invest in myself, not just financially, but physically, I'm going to fly out to uh, Houston, Texas at the time. I'm going to spend three days with this guy, never done it before. And, uh, and that was a pivotal moment of transition of saying like on the plane ride back, like this is, this feels different. Like whatever I was complaining about before, or what wasn't working before, or what I was focused on, like a complete shift. And that was really the first kind of entry into making this, like Taylor said, just like the status quo. Can yeah. you, can you be in that state more often than you're not? 
I think this will help a lot of people. I want to just unpack that a little further because you used the word, I started taking it seriously, meaning you were doing it like you were in the personal development world, right? Probably had read some books and listened yeah. to some things and whatever. What made you start to take it seriously? And I know when you when you hand over the credit card, sometimes that's a trigger, but you had to get to that place first, right? You had to get to a place of like yeah. wanting to take it seriously before you even gave the credit card. So what was it about life or or John himself or whatever it was, or you at the time that made you, because I think a lot of people are, I'm, I'm a long-winded way of saying this. I think a lot of people are going through the motions of personal development, right? Yeah. yeah. I listen to this podcast. I read all these books. I blah, 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 blah. But nothing ever comes from it, right? They just exactly. kind of stay in that vortex. So yeah. what made you start taking it seriously? Just radical honesty, you know, just like like literally, not not figuratively, but like literally looking in the mirror and saying, like this is up to you. Nobody's coming for you. Nobody's coming to save you. No government is going to watch out for you. Your parents aren't here. Like they aren't going to be here to do it. And you wouldn't want that anyways. Like just a, a laundry list of like a hundred percent personal responsibility. Uh, and these days, like you said, it's, it's like cool to, you know, I don't know when I was really getting into it. I don't know about you, man, but maybe social media is different, but it wasn't like cool to be no. doing personal development. Now it's like, you know, you post a, a Jensen Sarah book and everybody's like clapping at you. And so, yeah. um, but that, that was the moment of seriousness. Like I, I am responsible for my life and yeah. my, the current results and reality that I'm experiencing is not, is, 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 is up to me. And yeah. so radical honesty, pain is another way to say it. Yeah. This is, you know, all of that stuff because, uh, it's easy to dabble. And like you said, when we dabble, we get dabbling results, you know, um, uh, mountain biking is one of my hobbies. I haven't done it in, you know, a year and a half. I'm probably not that good right now. Like that, if you're doing it just when you feel like it, or because it's a cool thing trending on social, it's, you're going to get those type of results. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you guys. So when I first started this, it was like, you were listening to like Zig Ziglar or something. Yeah. I don't even know where to go. Like, I mean, it was like, can I get a CD? And like, oh yeah. I'm listening to like CDs and like, you know, there's no, I mean, now you can fall down and land on a coach or a guru or, an, <laughs> or even, even an event for that matter. Like, I don't even yeah. know where to go. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I want to be around people that have this like same mindset, but like, there's no meetups, there's no seminars, there's no anything. It was like, it was so, it was a really weird. And, and I, I'm kind of glad I started then as opposed to now, because I feel like starting now would be like, what the what, holy shit like, <laughs> i don't even know where to go so taylor same question to you like do you remember like that that either the epiphany or the transition or or what was it that mm -hmm. kind of got you into this like higher state of consciousness where like you understand the value of gratitude and the and attaching the emotional energy to it yeah so i think every person has the option of two different ways to tap into this one is by choice, you know, you, you start to see things online or you have a friend who's talking about a book and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Let me take a look. And you get into that. Then there's the other way, which I believe was my way, which is a form of chaos, a form of rock bottom where you really have no other choice, but to surrender to the process. So right around, I would say maybe my second year of college, I started dealing with debilitating anxiety, like the type of anxiety where I would call my mom in the middle of the night and say, I need to go to the emergency room. It was awful to the point where I had tried everything. I had gone to therapy. I had read every book on mindfulness there possibly was. And 
to the point where I had to get on medication for it because I literally couldn't function in life. And so then after making it, you know, where I was kind of at a, a balanced, um, state also known as the zombie state, because when you get on medication like that, you have no emotion. So it's not like, you know, you have no heightened joy, but you also don't have the really lows. And so I ended up getting off that, um, after about three months because of that. And I started just really practicing presence and realizing that I had contributed to the anxiety hundred percent. I was in a horrible relationship. I was, I had a full-time job. I was a full-time student. I was sleeping like three hours in the night just because that was the lifestyle. I wasn't partying. I was literally working and going to school and dancing as well. Um, not that kind of dancing just for everyone. I was about to say, was about to say <laughs> if she doesn't clarify that, I don't know if I'm just going to let it go. Not that kind or of dancing. Gonna... Um, think, you know, jazz, ballet, that kind of yeah. dancing. No, so I, I, knew, a, I, I knew that. Know. I just didn't know if everybody else knew that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So it, it got to the point where I had to make a lifestyle change. And that was where I started really understanding more about mindfulness, meditation, rest, sleep. You know, I thought I was healthy because I was in the fitness industry and I was, you know, fit and, you know, really skinny and all that. But it was that moment that I realized I needed to shift and really tap into becoming present, being grateful, and, and really just all of those things in terms of, of wellness on a mind, body, spirit level. And believe it or not, the you know ripple effect and the repercussions were manifestations like crazy and just a whole life turnaround of amazing things coming my way. And um really fun fact, frequent, the frequency of gratitude is actually abundance and money. And so when you tap more into gratitude, you know, you want to do that for hundreds of reasons, but you know, this, it really is an incentive for people who are like, okay, well, I really need to tap into this energy because if you're feeling like you're not attracting the success that you want or manifestations aren't coming like you want them to, you want to remember that gratitude is what opens those doors. And so for me personally, it was one of those rock bottom chaos moments that I'm grateful for now in retrospect, it was awful for the couple of years that I was going through it, but it was that shift in me that I needed to have on a soul level in order to have the life that I have now. It was kind of like that, that gate of me now teaching energy and frequency and, you know, self-mastery. Um, and it's, it's one of those things I also teach of, you know, don't do the work when you're at rock bottom, you know, do it ahead of time, really start seeing those signs and those signals of things, maybe going a little bit South and doing something about it rather than having to pick yourself up off the ground. Yeah. I love that. You know, one of the cool yeah. things I did not know that, that gratitude as the same frequency as abundance and money. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things I've been journaling lately is that, um, wealth money and i share the same frequency and energy so i don't even yeah. know that and i'm already writing it down so channeling it appreciate you <laughs> appreciate appreciate you for yeah. clarifying that and and i want people who who um who are listening to that to understand that my belief about money is it really is just energy it is it's mm -hmm. the it's a it's a metric of freedom that allows me to do more things help more people and and, and you know expand my purpose to the world so for those of you guys that have like a scarcity model around that just start with the gratitude and then expand into that and kind of move forward. You said something pivotal in there that I do want you to touch a little bit um, more on. So you hit rock bottom, medication, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people don't go from that place to anywhere else, right? It's like mm -hmm. medication for the rest of their life. 
was there was there a conversation was there you just knew that wasn't for you was there a book was there a moment you know what i mean like there was something that like because you were there on the edge right you could have stayed on those pills forever and been probably okay and okay but never never really living the life you're living today I think because I had such a resistance to taking medication. I mean, my background is exercise science and health promotion. So, which of course the irony is hilarious, but while I was in the middle of my degree program, this is when it was happening. And so I knew that getting on an anti-anxiety medication was not good (laughs) to begin with, but it was my absolute last resort. I mean, I, I consulted, I don't know how many doctors and I knew that that was going to be part of it. That was going to be um, part of my path, but also simultaneously doing what's necessary. So I really do believe it was my background of, of being, you know, so healthy, at least on a body yeah. level and realizing that that was just temporary, that it wasn't going to be something that I was going to have the rest of my life. In fact, like I almost had guilt being on it, which I want to reiterate, you should never have guilt if that's something that you need to do, but also simultaneously know that there are other options. I mean, I went from, you know, again, panic attacks, having constant, just debilitating anxiety where I couldn't really do anything to where I am now, where I can proudly say, like, I experience stress, like once every six months. (laughs) And that's because I set my life up that way because I am nourished on a mind, body, and soul level. I don't really have stressors. I can't remember the last time I had anxiety. And so again, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that if I can go from that state to where I was literally non-functional to where I am right now, it's possible. Yeah. Chaos to calm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Something I wrote down when you were talking is this. And so, and I'm glad you touched on it. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you need to be on a medication. But I wrote down the phrase necessary, but not permanent. Exactly. And so if you think about it in terms like that, if you're somebody who is experiencing maybe a high level of anxiety and you need to, you know, have some form of medical intervention, 100% cool, but just know it doesn't have to be permanent, right? You can make some decisions. And and supplementing, supplementing with the other mindfulness, you know, meditation, things that will help you get out of that. Because I don't believe if I didn't stop the lifestyle that I yeah. was on while yeah. I was still on that medication and nothing would have changed, yeah. but there's no doubt I would have stayed on that medication. Cause I would have had to, but I, I just, I, I had something deep within me that said, you know, follow this, do, do these types of things, take a step back from this, cancel that out where I was able to really heal and calm my nervous system down. And, you know, again, create such a, a thriving life from that space and there's no guilt. There's no shame. Um, I talk about it a lot that I was on that medication because a lot of people find it hard to believe because of what I do now. But the truth is, is that we all start somewhere and it's a part of my journey. So I want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said too, about if you would have kept on the same path, it wouldn't have mattered. No, it wouldn't have changed. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote my journal the other day. I heard it on a podcast that people, um, people imitate their atmosphere and Mm. then what, what you consume changes you. And so it's like, you know, you had to start consuming different things, of not, course. you know, whatever, in order to be yeah. changed as a whole. Love all of that. Tommy, so let's talk about your, um, just your level of gratitude right now. Cause I know you've, you've gone through this, this, I don't even know what to call it thing with this new book, right? It's been this, it's been a process. It's been all of these things that you, you know, you've Tommy has a new book coming out that we'll talk about before we end the call. But like, how have you been able to channel the chaos around that 
into the appreciation and gratitude um, of that. I know you really well. So it's, I, I mean, I don't need to ask the question for myself, but I think it'll be good because it's like, when you think about the undertaking of writing a book or maybe starting a new career or, or whatever it is, right? It's like, it's a draining process. How, are, how did you use gratitude while you were constructing this, this piece of work? Yeah, you said the right word there, which is process, right? And it's like, I think we live in, uh, uh, we're conditioned, like we've all been speaking about so far to be very grateful for outcomes and for end results. And so, and by the way, like, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I was so grateful during the process, my best moments, my best, my most grateful moments of creating that. And by the way, replace my book with, you know, your project, your creative, your podcast, or whatever your thing is, your business, your family, um, were the in, in the trenches moments that nobody will ever see. And so honestly, Jay, everything else is just extra. I mean, whoever else, who, who, if, if nobody reads it, if everybody reads it, it literally does not affect me because mm-hmm. um, I'm a, I was so whole just from the process. And that's something yeah. that I'm always talking about. It's, it's, it's inside of the book. It's like, what if the process wasn't a means to some end? Right. What if the process was that end itself? And when we look at it that way, it makes everything. There's no, there's no pressure. There's no comparison. There's no competition. All that stuff just starts to slide off. So yeah. thanks for mentioning it, man. And, uh, you know, there's a chapter in there called gratitude plus grit, you know, it's like, because we can, and this is, this is, uh, might be a little off topic, but we can use gratitude as a distraction mechanism, um, for, um, in unhealthy ways in the sense that, um, Hey, let me just, let me pretend I'm grateful for something, yeah. which is actually going to let me off the hook from actually wanting or experiencing more, yeah. right? Like how often do you hear this, Jay, how can I be grateful for what I have today and yet want something bigger in the future or something deeper in the future? And the answer is they're one and the same. Yeah. Like when you create that energetic signature, then you're able, you just, you want to amplify it more, whatever that means. So yeah. thanks for, thanks for mentioning it, man. And, uh, Let me me ask you a question. Did you go into it with that perspective or did you develop that perspective during the process? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, before you wrote even the first word where you were like, I'm going to be so grateful in the process that the outcome won't matter. Or was it in the process of the creation that you, that you kind of came up with that concept? Process of creation, a hundred percent. And it's, and it's like in a tactical thing, it's like, how can you celebrate the smallest little wins on a daily basis that stack up and just make you excited for the next time? And so for me, it's like, man, I was honestly as excited writing at 4 a.m. in the dark as I was when I got the book packaged for the first time. Like it wasn't, it was the same exact feeling. Um, the, the variance might've been different in terms of how amplified it was, but it was the same exact feeling. So yeah, I, I found it through the process. I'd like to say I had it ahead of hand. But, um, you know, it would have been surface area, but it was, it, it happened deep inside of that process. Love that. You know, that you, something you just said maybe come up with this next question. So I want to dive into this. Like, what do we say, Taylor, you go first. So, cause there are people out there that, you know, that, that you know, that kind of the whole, just, just be thankful for what you have. Don't want any more. You greedy son of a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? You've got enough. Like, how can we, because I mean, we, you guys know I believe in abundance. I think there's, I mean, we should all be, be, do, and have it all. How can we be grateful for what we have now, but also want more? Like, how does that make sense, Taylor? Like, why is that okay? 
Yeah. And this is something I've had to work through too, just because I think we can go so far, like Tommy just said, down the um, fake gratitude, so to speak, like, oh, let me just, you know, I have what I have. I'm grateful. Why do I need any more? And what I've had to remind myself of is that the more success that I have, and again, that's in all things, I don't just define my success as money, but the more success that I have is going to be a direct correlation of how many more people I'm impacting. So if I choose to just say, you know what, I'm good right now, I can still be grateful for the success that I've had, you know, with my podcast or, or with my coaching and in my mentorship, and my programs. But when I start to tap into, okay, but I'm only hitting a certain amount of people right now. How can I impact more people? Well, that's going to mean being seen more, having my work out to more people. And the more, the more that you can start to see, you know, whatever your goal is, you know, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, that doesn't matter. But when you can start to see that maybe if your goal is seven figures, that that's going to mean that you've impacted that many more people. And there's nothing selfish about that. In fact, it's, it's a divine right and a divine service in order to help that many more people. So anytime I go into that, because it happens to me too, where I'm like, shouldn't I just be grateful for what I have? I'm reminded of the sole responsibility, not the responsibility I have to other people, but the responsibility I have to my soul to fulfill that mission and realize that, you know, I wouldn't have that that desire if I, if it wasn't for me and some people don't. And I think that's something to mention as well, that some people are perfectly content with the life that they have. And we're not, I'm not meant to change that for anyone. They have to decide that on their own. And so I'm a very ambitious driven person. And there have been times where I've tried to dim that, um, more because I've felt like I was too much or too loud or too this or too that. And then I have to come back and say, well, Let's go back to the service aspect and why I'm here. And the the more success that I have is always going to be a correlation of the people that I'm supporting and the people, the lives that I'm changing. And when I think of it like that, then I don't see it as selfish and I see it as service. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, I almost think of it as like an obligation. Like if you're, if your purpose in is to help people and to be a, a light for people who maybe or in a little bit of darkness, like you're, it's your obligation to show up and, yeah. and show up big. And, you know, whether that's with more money or more, whatever it is, it just, you know, it's, it's all an energy exchange. Tommy, what would you say to that, my man? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> No, I was like so entranced by Taylor. No, 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 absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's that. It's so I'm that, too present right now. It's that person who like gets kind of stuck in that place of like that, of maybe it yeah. is the false gratitude, or maybe yeah. it's just that they don't think that they deserve. Like I, I meet a lot of people who, who don't believe they deserve anymore. And yeah. by deserve, I don't mean like, I think they, they somehow believe that if I have this, it might take away from that person. And then that, that'll mm. make me feel bad about myself. And I don't want to feel bad about myself. So how would you describe that? Like, you know, how can you love what you have? Because I always say like, I'm like blissfully discontent. Like I love my life. You guys have been around me a ton. Like I'm never, I'm always pretty, and I'm always in a pretty good mood. I'm always, you know, I want to have fun. I want to, but I'm always discontent. Like I always want more. Like, yeah. and so it's yeah. weird. And it's like, beautiful. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and um, I think I think we should develop a practice and a mindset and a heart set or whatever you want to call it, where you can be grateful um, in every cell of your body, 
at a deep, what I call a soulful spiritual level, um, where you literally do not need anything else. And at the same time, um, you can harness it's, it's a whole yes. And it's like the improv thing, you know, it's like you can be as grateful as humanly possible for right here, right now, nothing is missing. Nothing is needed. Nothing to prove all of that stuff. And yeah. you can desire for more and give yourself permission to desire more. And in fact, again, just like you're saying, those two energies are actually complementary opposites. They actually work together. They're not separate, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's what I would encourage people to, to, to think about. Um, we all, we've all felt this. We've all had, we've all had a, a day where we ran into someone who, was extremely, was just had a different energy about them. And whether it was a, a, a random stranger at the grocery store or cashier or a service waiter, or waitress, whatever it may be, um, because they were operating in that place, it completely shifted our day. And then our, our day was shifted and we shifted somebody else. It's just like paying it forward, paying it yeah. forward, paying it forward. So give yourself permission for both. Yeah. Give yourself permission for both. And to, if, when you take your personal growth seriously, you're not going to have any of that bullshit of, ah, I don't know if I'm worthy or, yeah. you know, I, I came from a blue, you know, blue collar fam. Like you can get rid of all of that stuff yeah. and actually take complete ownership of what you have created and what you're able to create in the future. That's the exciting part about this, right? It's like, for me, it's like, I'll, I'll write another book. Um, I've already experienced all of the benefits of it. Why would I do it again? Well, because like you said, it's like, if, if I, if, if I have the ability to help someone by creating that state and like, if you can read the book and experience that state, then it's like my obligation. Like what the hell else am I going to do? You know, watch totally. sports center all day. Like, come on. <laughs> totally agree. You know, I, this is, I mean, I do this, like I said earlier, like very selfishly, like I get to talk to people that I'm like connected with. And I think, you know, I was, I was having this conversation earlier and it's once you start, you know, connecting energetically with other humans, like not even like, because yeah, I've used this example a few times. And so if you guys have listened to the whole series, you'll hear this. The people that you're seeing on the other the screen with me, when I think about those people in their name or something else comes up, like I, it puts a smile on my face and like an energy. And I was talking to um, my buddy Lance the other day. You were on Lance's podcast not too long ago. Um, yeah. Tommy, yep. Yeah. And he Armstrong? gave- No. <laughs> <laughs> were you on Lance Armstrong? <laughs> We should get to, we should, we should all be on his podcast. He has a podcast. Then. He does have one. Yeah. Oh, the bitch has not called me. I will have to put, <laughs> have to get Marissa on that. But what he was saying is he gave a pretty interesting, cause I was asking him about the whole gratitude thing and he's big into really into Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he gave an example of how for him and just working through with Dr. Joe, like when he thinks of gratitude, he thinks of it about like having like an, his, his, like having an open heart, like, and then the frequencies that he allows to come in and out of that, place or space for him is how he really like taps into the the depths of gratitude and so when he said that I started thinking about like all of the the energy that I get to have in just connection with the people that I've had on these 12 days and like that's when that's when you can see and feel and understand gratitude at its highest form like it's not even necessarily about like Taylor, you might have said this earlier about being grateful for like an, you know, an object, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm grateful for this book because I'm going to read it and it's going to give me value. And I might be able to use something in this book that's going to transform my life. Well, that's a different version of it. But when you can just have that, you know, it's almost like an energetic or you, you did say frequency. When you have that frequency of gratitude, 
without even thinking about it, right? Like yeah. without even like having to like tap into it. Like that's when you know you've hit like this next level of, yeah. I hate the word evolved because it makes everybody else think, well, if I don't feel like that, well, I must be unevolved. I was going to say enlightenment. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> enlightenment, evolvement, you know, alignment, like all those things. If you guys know me, you know, I say shit all wrong all the time. So you have to sign a waiver to listen to this podcast. If Jay says anything stupid, you cannot hold it against it. <laughs> so, but let's tap into that really quick before we get out yeah. of here. So Taylor, so let's talk about that. Like, because there is a depth to, to everything. You said it earlier, everything's energy, everything has a frequency, everything is that. So how do I, as someone who maybe doesn't have a full concept of that, how do I start to like pay attention to, to just that very thing? Like, how do I, how do I use the energy of frequency to make my life just a little bit better? Yeah. So awareness, of course, is the first thing, you know, you have to be aware, you have to acknowledge of where you're at versus where you want to be. Right. And then you start realizing that if everything's energy, if everything's frequency, whatever you feel more comfortable with saying, then everything can be changed. Everything can be transformed. You know, this cup is just vibrating at a certain frequency, it's energy. And so when you realize where you're at, again, first acknowledging, then you know that you have the ability to transform and to change. And so for me, being an energy healer who helps women and men to a certain extent in some of my programs, I'm able to quite literally help you know the energy to shift within them by giving them their own self-practices. I call it self-healing where we can all do it, right? And so, you know, even for those of you, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not part of any type of um, religious center program, anything like that. But I'm a big believer in prayer because I know that prayer is going to signal the quantum field, which, you know, this isn't just air. This is the quantum field and what we speak into existence, the things that think ways we talk about ourselves, the way we talk about the world, the way we talk about our experience and our life is going to quite literally go out to the field and boomerang right back to us. So it's, it's literally policing your thoughts, your emotions, all of that. And using, and you can call it mantras or affirmations. I like to call it prayer to ask for what it is that you want, because we are powerful creators. You know, we can change our reality. And so recognizing that anyone has this ability, I'm not anointed. I'm not special. I just learned this at what I would consider a younger age that I am an alchemist and I can, you know, turn shit into gold. I can turn anything that is a, an unwanted opportunity into something that will benefit me. Maybe I don't see that right away, but I've trained my mind to believe that. So it's really realizing that because energy can be transformed, it can be alchemized, it can be changed that no matter whether it's your body, you're wanting to be healthier, you want, you're wanting to be fitter, your mind, your business, your relationship, any of that can be transformed. So the, the first thing I would say is, you know, really start to believe that, you know, start to do the things, surround yourself with the people who are doing really powerful things, believe in themselves, because like you said, your environment's going to affect everything within you and just doing whatever it is you can. I like to call it brainwashing because it just sounds fun. Brainwashing yourself. You can brainwash yourself to believe negative things about yourself and about the world. Then you can also do it in a positive way. So evaluate, you know, how are you speaking about the world? Because that is what is going to catapult right back to you. How are you speaking about other people? Are you judging other situations? What you judge will judge you back. What you bless will bless you back. So really, 
you know, again, just focusing on the, the fact that anything can be changed, anything can be transformed and realizing that you're the only one who can do this. No one else is going to be able to do it for you and praying like crazy, (laughs) pray, pray, pray. Yeah. Super practical, right? So anybody can do all of that. And so it's just, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you've got to believe that it's possible. Yeah. Right. And just because it's not happening in the first moment of belief doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. You just got to stay consistent with that. Tommy, I'm going to shift the question a little bit for you. When or when or not necessarily when, but how do you use like the frequency and the energy we've been talking about? We talked about like, you know, the connective, you know, frequency of like people that you're aligned with and things, things of that. When in your life did you become like aware of that? Like it's the gratitude to the deeper level, right? Of like that, okay, this is an energy connection or this is, this is more than just like, you know, we make a joke all the time about like, you know, we're more than just like fantasy football buddies. Like in life, like when do you, and nothing against fantasy football buddies, people are going to be like, you son of a bitch. Like my team, about to win, we're about to win the world series or whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, when did you realize that there was a little bit of a deeper, you know, feeling around that humans and everything else? Yeah. You know, with anything, with any, any concept that kind of have a framework that I detailed in another book called the 1% rule, which is, um, knowing, knowing, so, you know, something conceptually, you know, gratitude is important. That's step number one. Number two is the doing part. It's like the practicing. Okay. Like I am actually going to write three things every day for 90 days, but you alluded to earlier, which is in the last, the last step of that framework is being, so you know something, you do something, you become something. And so what I wrote down earlier when you were speaking about like the higher level kind of frequency aspect, it's like gratitude is at the end of the day, it doesn't become, it's not something that you you do or you write down. It ultimately becomes who you are. That takes time. That takes yeah. practice. That takes, okay, can you be grateful when you're in the middle of the chaos? Like, you know, like the, the concept of hindsight, like we, we can, three of us can share our most tragic moments in our lives right now on the call and deeply authentically say like today we're grateful because we have the power of hindsight. Yeah. My challenge for myself and anybody else is can you have the power of hindsight before you have the benefit of hindsight? In other, in other words, can, can you harness the gratitude when you're in the quote unquote suck and you don't have that benefit of time passing by and perception and all of that right now? Can you have that trust beforehand? And so that's the powerful shift, man, knowing to doing to being, and then you step out into the world and it's different. And we, I started to talk about focus. You go out into the world right now and you're a deeply grateful person who's gone from knowing to doing to being with gratitude. What are you going to see? You're going to see gratitude. You're just going to see it. You're going to see people buying someone else a coffee and paying it forward. You're going to see someone smiling. You're going to see all these amazing things. You focus on what's not working. Man, you, there's never been a, a worse or better time in human history to focus on what's not working because you'll just lose your, you will literally yeah. lose your mind. You'll totally. see all the negativity everywhere. You'll get cut off and say, bam, you know, I got cut off because that person is a Republican or a Democrat. I mean, it'll just, you'll lose your mind. And yeah. so what are you focusing on? No. Yeah. And that's frequency, right? It's, it's yeah. you, you become and you attract what you are, not what you want. So one billion percent you guys are freaking awesome thanks for uh thanks for doing this today this is the same exact talk we had at hacienda except we had drinks and so there are probably more f-bombs <laughs> yeah. i'm about to say it was it might have been it might have been a little wilder at, at hacienda same frequency alcohol has frequency of, of, 100%. of things. <laughs> well, we might have got a little louder you know who even knows 
Before we get out of here, um, make sure you guys do go check out Tommy's book, um, Hustlers and Seekers. By the time this podcast airs, um, this book will be a re- uh, readily available on Amazon. It'll be shipped to you ASAP. Um, Tommy, thanks for writing. And there's man. two pages in there with, with yours yes, truly. <laughs> my name is in this book twice. So even if you don't like Tommy or don't give a shit Actually, about three his book, times, three times. What? See, <laughs> even, if you don't, even if you could care less about Tommy, buy the book. It's got, I'm in there three times. I mean, do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? You guys are awesome, man. Thank you. Love you both. This is um, awesome. Jay, we're d- deeply yeah. grateful for you, man. Our connection and just who you. You, who you are like at a, at, a, at a soul level. So thank you, man. Appreciate that. All right, guys. I'll see you very, very soon. Bye. Emphasis on very. Very.